Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. Nick B. Fun fact today. Oh, yeah? I've had some time on my hands to stalk him on social media. He's been listening to a lot of Queen. He says it's the soundtrack of his quarantine. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's actually a really great quarantine soundtrack. Quarant Queen, if you will. Oh, the Quarant Queen. Yeah. I love it. Well, Nick B., you picked a very good band to listen to while in quarantine. Yes, good choice, Nick B. This episode also brought to you by... Ryan. Ryan. Hey, Ryan. So Ryan has been making me and my whole company work nights and weekends for the past like five months. And now that that deadline is almost done, Ryan has decided kindly out of the grace of her heart to give us three days of comp time. After months <laughs> of nights and weekends. So nice. I would just like to sarcastically nice. say, thank you, Ryan. Wow. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> I wow. like how you say, I'm going to say it sarcastically, and then you say it sarcastically. <laughs> it's like a verbal double negative. Deliver on my promises. <laughs> oh, also, Ryan only gave us a nine-day window to take these three days of comp time, and we're all fucking quarantined, so we can't go anywhere. During your three days of mandatory comp time that you have to take in the next right. week, Make sure you stay at home and don't exactly, do Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, I do, am grateful to have a job, so, you know, that's good. But thank you, Ryan. We love you. I'll be thinking about you on my days off, but not in a weird way. This episode also brought to you by... Matt. Hey, Matt. And Matt is from Sweden, and he wants us to give some fun Swedish facts. And this one is from all the way back in the mid... 1400s. Ooh. So Eric the 13th was more famous for the title of Eric of Pomeran, but did you know that this Swedish king, that's right, he was a Swedish king, a Swedish was king? forced away from the crown in 1439. Why was he forced away from the crown? It doesn't go into it, but guess what he did then? What did he do? He fled to Gotland, I don't know where that is, where he crowned himself <laughs> The pirate king of the Baltic <gasps> Sea for a 10-year period. Anyway, he just became a pirate king for 10 years and fucked off in the Baltic Sea. That's awesome. It's a good retirement plan. Although I say that knowing very well that he may have done horrible, horrible things and be hated in Sweden. So apologies if he is. I don't know anything right. about what he did. I just like the idea that he became a pirate king. We don't want to tell a delightful story about a monster. Yeah, I hear that the pirate of Penzance is loosely based on his life. Welcome back to another episode of The Patreonicals. Oh, are we doing Patreonicals? I'm ready. I mean, we do it every week, so I'm shocked by your surprise. Right. But yes, we're doing Patreonicals. <laughs> Every week's a new world for me. It's like 51st podcast. Oh, <laughs> okay. So when we last left it, Michael kidnapped Matthew, who's in a coma. Right. He's in his Prius. He absconded with his body. Yes. Yes. His lifeless, I mean, limp body is next to him he's in the not Prius. Lifeless. He's just in a coma. It's like weekend at Bernie's all the time. Ah, nice. But he's alive. Uh, so they're <laughs> racing in the Prius. And uh, Eddie, the mayor of Mammotopia, finds out and he's like, well, we got to save him. So he sends out his best agent. Um, agent Owl? Kate has an owl. Kate, Kate oh, tells oh, yeah. her orangutan driver. I don't know his name. Mr. Bubbles. <laughs> Mr. Bubbles, the orangutan <laughs> driver. I love it. Let's do it. He no. says, she says, pull the motorcycle up. And then she gets the owl. The owl goes way up high and looks around yeah. while they're driving around trying to find them. It's very, very efficient. Right. Yeah. She calls her owl, Mr. Owl. And she says, Mr. Owl, go find that Prius. And uh, Mr. Bubbles, get the motorcycle. Can't the owl be a girl? Mrs. Owl, go get that Prius. Yeah, you can. It's whatever. So Eddie was like, look, we owe that guy our lives. We have to save him. You have to go, Kate. This is like super important. Like, don't mess this up. And I know I'm usually really nice, but this is like really important. Right. I also I also need you to take um, this is Sting. He is a 
survivor of third degree burns koala from australia he's out for revenge <laughs> okay mrs sting lost her family in the australian brush fryer from episodes ago anyway Aww. i owe her my life so you need to t- take her because she wants to kill isaac so she's got a, a axe to grind <laughs> yeah she does so she's in the motorcycle too that sidecar is packed it's packed out it's, it's packed a double decker sidecar <laughs> 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 All right, so Isaac gets the page. He's in Banter Town, which is like Barter Town for Mad Max. But he feels really guilty that he ended the world, so he's trying to find other cities to restart civilization. Right. Okay, is Banter we'll Town on. when you just make jokes at each other endlessly? Yeah, yeah. It really but is like, just people yelling rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb at each other. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to make a happy place because he 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 started the Sunny Downer virus or right. whatever. Well, and he built his city, Thunderdomington. Yes. yes. In Thunderdome. He like sends out uh, a caravan of like those airport tugs with all the luggage racks behind them to meet up with Michael <laughs> filled with people who are just wearing shoulder pads from high school football with like spikes on them and like face paint. Right. So like You've- that tag team. What were yeah, they? Ex- it's exactly like that tag team. It's not Guar. It's like the League of Extraordinary <laughs> Terrible Guys. That's what they call themselves. It's the League of Extraordinary Terrible Guys. Yeah. And good they guess, use Jen. Kitchen- good guess. <laughs> <laughs> they use Nailed kitchen it. mallets as weapons. Ooh, kitchen ooh. mallets. They're yeah. really expendable, so they get sent on all the shit jobs. <laughs> oh. They're definitely the red shirts if they had shirts the fr- on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they would be. Yeah. So Kate catches up to the Prius. Okay. And at the same time, there's like three tugs full of the league of terrible people oh no and kate uses her mind powers to <laughs> flip over one of the tugs and block the road uh-oh and then all the like 40 shoulder pad people died from that already but there's like 40 there's like 40 left because of the spikes they like <laughs> yeah. really endangered themselves by yeah, wearing they those were, yeah they weren't taped on good they just flew everywhere also they're stupid also <laughs> she had telekinesis can't she like unspike them and just like stab them all in the brain she didn't have yeah. to she just had to call us the one car wreck Work smarter, not harder, Kate. Right. The Prius stops, and like, you know, it, it, it stops so it turns the car off. You know how Priuses are. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he can't get it back working again. Oh, so no. the orangutan stops the motorcycle. Mr. Bubbles was like, Brr. and then so everybody gets out. <laughs> and then uh, Michael gets out with his fencing swords. <laughs> right. The koala bear starts fighting uh, some of the people with the spikes. And uh, that's all. That's a side story. But we won't get into that. That's so, a spinoff. <laughs> So um, it was a big fight, you know, between Kate and Michael and like her telekinesis was really tired from making the cards wreck, so she couldn't use it. So she had her own thing, you know, so they were like really fighting, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, her nose was bleeding. Yeah. Then the Prius kind of like flips over for some reason. Because <laughs> like, it's a Prius. Yeah. Yeah. Priuses are known to be super top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Michael actually uh, he threw some like bombs at everything. And so like a bunch of stuff blew up. And when the smoke cleared, one of the tugs was left and it was going towards uh, Thunder Domington with Uh-oh. the body of. Oh, no. Matthew. Yeah. Oh, no. The koala is attached underneath the tug. Cape Fear style. Is that yes, what that with her yes. belt I've actually never yes. seen it. I can't believe I made that reference. <laughs> exactly like that. Kate's knocked unconscious. Oh, no. And Mr. Bubbles is like super annoyed. Oh, he's over it. <laughs> the owl's following them. And then as we clear away, Matthew's eyes open up. <gasps> I wonder what Matthew's going to do. So will Matthew wake up and save the day? What side will Matthew be on when he wakes up? Find out next week on another episode of The, the Patriarchals. So now is that special time of the month, Jen, where we shout out all of our you-can-get-it levels. These are the people that pay $25 a month on Patreon, and they can truly get it. They can get it. They really can. Yeah, they can. 
The first one is Ash, who has been a member for a very, very long time. Thank you so much, Ash, yes, thank for you, all the Ash. love. And the next one is Karoon. Hey, Karoon. Who has also been with us for a long time. Thank you so much for putting up with us. We love you. <laughs> and then we also have the lovely Kayla, who did this shout out originally for her husband, Aaron. And yeah. we like shouted them both out because we thought that was really sweet. That, that is sweet. really sweet. We have a new person entering the game this week as well. His name is Scott, and we love him just as much. Oh, welcome yes. to the You Can Get It level, you amazing, beautiful bastard. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, welcome. Yeah, there is also Sean, who hey, joined Sean. a month ago and through his wise wisdom decided to continue supporting us. Thank <laughs> you so much, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. There is the long-suffering, <laughs> and I call her long-suffering not because she recently got married. Has she dated you? <laughs> you can, <laughs> No, because she's our longest You Can Get It member, yeah. and that is Veronica. Hey, Veronica. Thank you so Veronica. much for being oh. our longest You Can Get It level. You can truly get it from You really husband. can, I guys. really love our fans because a lot of these names sound familiar because I interact with them on the Facebook group. They yeah. do. Yeah, a lot of them I recognize because they literally interact with us daily in the Facebook group. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for being at the You Can Get It level. We love and appreciate you so, so much. We really do. Thank you so much. And speaking of the Facebook group, this episode also brought to you by Chris. And I have a message that Chris left in the Facebook group. And it's so sweet. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just kind of a like a taste of like the kind of support and community that this Facebook group is because it's just amazing. It kind of makes me cry sometimes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So Chris says, I just want to remind Remind you all once again that you are loved and you are not alone and encourage you all to put your mental health at the very top of your priorities list during these times. If you are struggling and want to cry at someone, I am here for you. That's so sweet. I will listen and offer you tips yeah. for dealing with anxiety if you want them. However, if you are dealing with a crisis, remember there are professional resources out there to help you. Everything is not so, but we're in it together. I appreciate you guys. It's yeah. just so sweet and exactly right, too. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. There's, a lot, of, there's awesome. a lot of heart to the Facebook group. Yes. Yeah. So thank you again for just constantly reminding us of that, Chris, because with as crazy as everything is right now, it's really easy to forget about that. You know, it is. Thank you very much, Chris. We love you. You guys, I got into the back of this ice cream truck because they said I got to eat all the ice cream <laughs> oh, I wanted. Jen. It was going around the neighborhood just playing our theme music. If people were trying to buy ice cream, but they just wouldn't stop. <laughs> I just wanted some <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> So this week at work, we had to tell the group that we had a nurse test positive for COVID and uh, we had to send some other people out for testing. Yeah. But for the announcement, I played Another One Bites the Dust. Uh, oh, God, well, Mikey. No. Oh, my God, Mikey. Oh, well, you had fun being employed, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everybody. Oh. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made me watch the 1988 classic Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes. Todd, did you say it with a K? <laughs> I did say it with a K, yes. I will say that I'm proud of the listeners for picking up a very Mikey-esque movie. Oh, man. I, I, mean, I was yeah. very nervous. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first off, let me just get this out of the way. Mikey, I am so sorry we're in isolation and we could not watch this together. <laughs> I know. I, I, I know. fucking loved this movie, and it would have been amazing to be able to watch it with you specifically. <laughs> I watched it this morning, and I was like trying to text you to like recreate the feeling oh, of watching I know. it with I know. you. And I, I just kept texting you, save it for the podcast, because I have so many <laughs> thoughts about this masterpiece. 
anyway, are so we doing, are we doing first thoughts? Yeah, let's first do first thoughts? thoughts. So, Mikey, you've seen this before. Clearly, what did you think about it when you first saw it? Uh, when I was a kid, this movie was amazing. Oh yeah. When I was in college, this movie was fun. And then I watched it this morning, and I was like, I will say that I went a little bit more gin on this movie. Sure. <laughs> Sure, sure. You've grown. Because You've I've grown. Feel like half the scenes are from like a script where like the movie was really scary, and then half of it was like someone's like, "No, this is gonna work. Do some really batshit weird stuff in there." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, I feel like in at its heart, this could have been like a really scary movie, but like it's so insane, and the tones are all over the place. Oh yeah, it just mm-hmm. it really struck a chord with me of like I, I like put it on my Instagram story. I was like, everyone needs to watch this because it's like the feel good movie we need right now. <laughs> 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 I, agree, like, Mikey. I agree, Mikey. And, and I will say that I think out of all the movies, maybe out of all the movies I've ever seen, this is the weirdest main couple thruple relationship weirdness I have ever seen in my life. Yeah, in a movie. we're gonna, it is we're really gonna weird. get to that, but there is clearly some sort of polygamy going on, and, and we will <laughs> we will talk about it when we get to it. Jen, have you seen this mm-hmm. movie before? No, I had not. And all right, so <laughs> give me some give me some sweet sweet first thoughts. Ooh, I want to hear it. Well, shockingly, <laughs> I did not like this movie. I think. Um, Amazing. <laughs> what? Everything you guys are saying is true. I agree with that. It, there there was just so much like misogyny and I did not like the way women were treated oh, at all. Yeah. And if that had been like in control, like if they had been in control of that, I think I would have liked it a lot more. That first scene comes up and we, we could get, we, when we get there, I was just like, man, if these ice cream guys didn't exist, this movie uh, might work a lot better. Yes. You mean the idiot brothers is what I yes. kept calling them. Oh. The idiot brothers is a great way to call them because i honestly did not know what their names were the entire movie but they were idiot brothers who fucked alien clowns at the end Uh, we'll get there okay yeah I kept hoping they wouldn't come back into the story, too. And they uh, kept yeah. coming back into the story. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like they shoehorned them in. You could tell someone it was like someone's passion project. And then the studio or whoever added all these weird elements that they like had to like form into the movie that they thought they wanted. It was so it's so bizarre. It was three yeah. brothers passion project. It had to be like three brothers or a dad and two sons because the producers, all three of them had the same last name. It was written by two of those same people had the same last mm-hmm. name and it was directed by one of them so it had to They're be three like a brothers. family affair okay so it was three brothers yeah it was definitely I've got some fun a family facts about affair. that okay but you can tell from those credits that it's definitely like a family had a cookout one night on their back porch and was like you know what would be batshit insane and they did coke and wrote the movie in 15 minutes right and then we watched that movie and i'm here for it well and i kept thinking like is this what these brothers are like like when they're just yeah. driving their own ice cream truck around and i think it is yeah i think they are the idiot brothers yeah. i feel like the older brother wanted a serious horror film and then the younger brothers were like let's put two characters who drive around an ice cream truck who want to get laid boobies and then like their mom was like you have to include their characters honey and like that's the movie that got made yeah (laughs) said like an older (laughs) brother right (laughs) (laughs) but let's get in this fucking movie jen so we open with some awesome 80s music. And by awesome, I mean super cheesy and the most 80s in air quotes music ever. Is there like a theme song for this specific movie? It is. Yeah, yeah. And listen, <laughs> I'm not saying that Killer Clowns from Outer Space gave Men in Black the idea to do a song specifically called the title of the movie. But Killer right. Clowns 
inspired Men in Black. I'm here for it. Let's move on. And Deep Blue Sea also. Because- <laughs> oh, shit. I honestly haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, but I have heard the Ice Cube rap. It's from so Deep good. Blue His sea. hat is like a shark fin. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you not seen Deep Blue Sea? No, I have not. Fun fact early. This was written by written and recorded by a group called the Dickies. <laughs> oh, wow. And the only information they had was the title. So they wrote this song. And I mean, I mean- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is honestly the easiest fact to believe Jim. they patriotical yeah. a song yeah, they, <laughs> they uh, did well and like it perfectly sets the tone for what the movie is gonna be yeah. you know like i was into it yeah they nailed it all right so we have a cop getting coffee and he's a super mean asshole yeah he's the worst he he's at like the big tent burgers or whatever mm-hmm. and he comes out with a like coffee mug like an open coffee mug not like something you would get mm-hmm. at like a dunkin donuts or whatever a starbucks and he sets it in his car like they would not hand you a mug that you then drive away with i thought that was insane exactly i mean they may have done it in the 80s who knows well i mean yeah that's fair but he is to your point jen a huge dick yeah he's an asshole and i don't like him oh i like his character because he's such an asshole he's played by the dean from uh, animal house animal house yeah he's been in oh, a couple of that's things. where he's from okay i knew i recognized him yeah i also think he has one of the best deaths in this movie he doesn't it actually kind of disturbs me <laughs> we'll get yeah that. We'll, we'll get to that yeah um but we also see a kid crossing the street with a can of beer and groceries and the only reason i bring this up is because this was the first screen appearance of Titus. You remember that ti- that comedian Titus? Yeah, he's a stand-up comic and he's done a bunch of acting work. Yeah, but that's his first role? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of reminded me of Dana Carvey in uh, Halloween too. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. It's very small. Although yeah. I will say this about that scene. You know it's a beer can because it's a white can with the word beer on it. <laughs> exactly. It's beer brand. It was. It's an offshoot of the Tarp Tarp Corporation that makes tarps. Uh, when I first moved to Nashville, Mapco, the gas station chain, had its own beer brand. Was it called and Beer? It was called Beer Thirty. I remember my friends drinking Beer Thirty. Yeah, and you could get a thirty pack for twenty four dollars. Jeez. Wow, Mikey, that's real gross that you know that. <laughs> the, can, the can was the same way. It was just like a white can. It was like beer and, and then like in the small letters it was like 30 <laughs> <laughs> but we quickly we quickly learned that officer mooney or his his name is kurt but his last name is mooney i think yeah it's mooney i think yeah he yeah. is a huge dick okay so now we're at a lover's lane which i think is called top of the world it's called top of the world yeah which is yeah. ridiculous but yeah you gotta set their expectations lower than that. It, oh, it yeah. lower on the world, like bottom of the world. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like bottom, bottom of the barrel, and then if you do better, she's gonna be really impressed. And honestly, nothing sets their expectations lower than laying in the back of a car on an inflatable raft <laughs> with champagne, <laughs> right in the little plastic cups. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely! Oh my god, he's a romantic. <laughs> that's where we meet Mike and Deb, right? Yes, that is where we meet Mike and Deb, and we see a bunch of other people making out in the back of cars right. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, and at the beginning of this movie, Mike and Deb are dating, right? Yes, they are. Or at least yes. they're on By a the date. By the end of this movie, that may not be the case. But at the beginning, they're, at least they're together. on a date. Well, they're still yes. dating. I just think their relationship has fundamentally changed a little bit. But Yeah, there's. <laughs> it, it, let's just say it's open. It's more of an open it is. type deal. They had yeah. to buy a bigger raft. Uh, We're going to need a bigger raft. <laughs> hot take. Uh, what's the officer's name? The, uh, the, uh, the Dan, third wheel Officer guy. Dave. Dave. He's a friend of Ramon, man. Like he's, I got the impression that Mike and Deb were both in their 30s as well, though. I think they're in high school. They said we go to school together, which could be college. 
because they yeah, mentioned college, college students. They're definitely older than high school. So I, oh, I didn't yeah. think that that Dave was like a pedophile. I just thought maybe he had graduated college. I don't know. Two yeah. years ago and just became a cop. It was a senior freshman relationship. You know, when they dated. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Because we also talk about Debbie's two roommates. Unfortunately, we talk about them. So oh, that yeah, would imply yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. like a college student. So she's not in high school. Okay. That makes it better a little bit. I <laughs> yeah. Guess. yeah. But I don't think that Debbie's roommates exist, but we'll get to that. Let's move on. Though. Right. Okay. <laughs> As we have Lover's Lane, um, we see an ice cream truck pull up to Lover's Lane because that's what you want when you're making out is ice cream. Oh, God. I do get a sweet tooth, you know, post coitus. You don't want to say. Sandwich, you want an ice cream sandwich? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Honestly, maybe Deb's that way. After the end of this movie, when she's done getting sandwiched, she also wants Ooh. an ice cream sandwich. I mean, um, it's- my head cannon is all three of them died at the end, and that was the best way to go. Well, I got a fun fact. <laughs> what? Well, we'll get there. I immediately hate these ice cream guys. But you're supposed to because it's very, like, very 80s, and this sort of humor died in the 80s, I think. It really did for good reason. But yeah, also yeah, yeah, because of their loud speaker and the echoing too like it's even more obnoxious yeah and i honestly thought the beginning of this scene uh when they start talking into the mic because all of that is overdubbed later it's 80 yard like i thought that they the people who acted in those roles did so bad they had to find someone else just to come in and do the voices but we actually do hear their voices later but they are not great they are terrible yeah Yeah. i hate them well because they're saying like stupid stuff and they're like well you said if we uh, got an ice cream truck we could get ladies no you said that it's Mm -hmm. like really no they brought ladies they, they they bring two girls with them and they're like, we told you you could come with us and eat all the ice cream you wanted. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what kind of girls park? are they? They're the kind lovely. of girls that the 80s they're would say ladies. like to eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. This scene went on and I had a full-blown panic attack. I was like, oh my God, did I pick this movie? Jen is going to hate this movie. And then I realized that the listeners picked it. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. But I, I'm in the clear. Honestly, aside from the Idiot Brothers, I thought it was great, but I, I do understand why you hate these Idiot Brothers. And I don't find the Idiot Brothers funny. I just understand why they're there because in the it's, 80s, it was horrible. Exactly. And I understand that too. If they got killed by the clowns, I think you could have overlooked it. Well, if this is their only scene, you could overlook it. It's because they're exactly. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. The ice cream girls are there like, we're not doing anything up here with you guys. You need to take us home. And one of them goes, all right, all right. Keep your shirt on. And she goes, yeah, we intend to. Which Now, <laughs> which I did I like that. I yeah, liked yeah. those ice cream girls. Yeah. yeah they yeah. had their own agency, man. I actually kind of like Deb. I mean, she's pretty stern. And then also, <laughs> but things too. get so weird. I mean, she walks away with two boyfriends at the end of the movie. She's doing something right. Well, then she's like, I'm going to sneak out and follow you. Because this is not just like, oh, leave the woman at home kind of deal. I was like, okay, that's good. That's a good portrayal. Well, Well, and so this couple was intentionally written to kind of reverse the role of like the man being the leader and the girl being an idiot. And so they were trying to write her as the girl being the the smart, like take charge one and the guy being an idiot. And I think they kind of got halfway there. Yeah, I don't think they quite nailed that, but she is not an idiot. In fact, I wrote in my my notes many times, listen to Deb, what are you doing? Yeah, I've heard that many, many times. And she's not really objectified either. We really don't see that too much in this movie, which I appreciate, except for the clowns at the very end. Yeah, she even takes a shower and you don't see anything. Exactly. Which I was a little surprised by. Oh, I was too. Yeah, I kept expecting the gratuitous.
gratuitous shot, you know? Me too. So we've got ice cream people being annoying at Lover's Lane. I did love that everyone at Lover's Lane stopped to yell at them, and then everyone Mm -hmm. had 35 cans each to throw at them. Like, they got pelted with, like, (laughs) soda bottles and beer bottles and stuff. And then they eventually Uh just leave because they're idiots. Exactly. Except Mike. Mike's like, I think those guys are kind of funny. Oh, yeah. That's when I knew Mike was a big idiot. When he goes, "Uh, those are my friends, man. They know how to have an adventure. I was like, oh, Mike's a loser, man. You got to find a new man by the end of this movie. And she does. Well, that's when Debbie realized she needed to invite someone else into this relationship because she (laughs) does like laughs. But laughs are not enough. Jen's hot take is that even at this point in the movie, before Asteroid, before the clowns, Deb was already like, how can I get Dave into this right now? Right. <laughs> Here's my hot take. I don't think it becomes a threesome. I just think she's on a rebound date right now. From Dave? Yeah. Dave gets tied into like the whole clowns come and tie the whole thing. And like, she just hasn't ended it with Mike yet. But oh, like, yeah. After they get home from this, she's gonna be like, Mike, that was like crazy. And you did a lot of good. But like, I still have feelings for Dave, obviously. Yeah. At the end of this movie, when all three of them are smiling, what you don't see is the next five minutes where Deb explains to Mike that he should not be smiling. <laughs> well, he like, the best part about the end is when Dave, the officer, is like holding her and kissing her the back of her head. Yeah. yeah. And Mike yeah. is just like. I think Mike has come to terms with it by this point. No, I think Mike is just an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. I think she still brings Mike in occasionally when she wants to spice things up. Not my dev. <laughs> All right. And this is when we notice for sure that they're making out in the back of the raft. And I have a backstory for that raft that I can save for fun facts. What? No, do but, it now. Do it now. <laughs> so the guy was, the actor was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are we making out in a raft in the back of a car? So apparently he and the two idiot brothers were like rafting somewhere and they got in trouble and they had to throw the raft in the back of the car. And so it was just handily there when he wanted to hook up. <laughs> so the kids are making out in the back of the car and they're looking at the stars and they see a meteor that goes shooting through the sky and lands like over the horizon or something, which is really cool. It looks like a meteor if it was a meteor inside the Roadrunner universe. But yes, <laughs> yes, it holds up. Yeah, it definitely holds up, man. I mean, we already know what kind of movie we're watching, you know? Yeah, they're motherfucking so. clowns, guys. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, we listen to the theme song. Yeah, it's fine. Right. And so we see old man weirdo on his porch with his sweet little oh dog, God. Pooh Bear. And he's yeah, going to be Yeah, Pooh Bear rich. was adorable. Pooh Bear yeah. was really sweet, yeah. And unfortunately, the first death of this film is yeah. Pooh Bear. Well, off camera, but yeah. Old man weirdo now thinks he's going to get rich. So he gets his shovel and he starts hunting out. And Debbie decides she wants to go check out this meteor because everybody's real fascinated by this thing that probably caused a huge crater in the earth and the best of circumstances. Yeah. Um, But so the old man weirdo gets there. And what is there? There's a giant fucking circus tent in the middle of this field. He tells Pooh Bear, come on, Pooh Bear. Maybe we can get some free passes. Yeah. Yeah. He's excited to go to the... Circus. Everybody who sees woods. this thinks this is like a legit circus that they just didn't notice popped up in the middle of the woods <laughs> after a meteor hit. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> where's the dang ticket booth? Oh Pooh Bear and Old Man Idiot are wandering around outside the circus tent. And Old Man Mikey? Old Man Mikey. Oh, <laughs> I want some free passes. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. 
I mean, that's dialogue from the movie. And so we see, and, and this is a little bit creepy. We see an outline of a clown kind of appearing from inside the circus yeah. tit. And that's and one it of looks things- like it might be his outline or his shadow or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then it stops walking when he continues walking. Yeah. Right. Like, I think in a different movie, that would be really creepy because no, I'm I think telling would. you, this movie has like four or five scenes that I think could be really scary. Just yeah. tweet. All right. But so as old man weirdo goes to find the ticket booth, we see like a green circle and then a hole appear in the circus tent. And then a neck gets thrown over poor little Pooh Bear. And then we never see Pooh Bear again. We don't. Yeah. And when we see the Pooh Bear spot that was he was occupying, it's just got his sweet little bandana on the ground. <laughs> it's really Bear. sad. Okay. So old man weirdo realizes that his dog has been netted. Or something. Yes. And he tries to punch. Absconded with, yes. Yes, yeah. And he tries to like punch through the tent, but then a hand stops him, which was so weird. It like, was very odd, yes. Fuck? Maybe it was his other hand and he realized, no, this isn't the way. The violence is never the answer. <laughs> violence so is never the answer, hand. Jen. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. But he says, where's my poo bear? It's like the only thing holding me back from murdering people was poo bear. I know. And now I'm all out of poo bears. Um, <laughs> but so he touches one of the poles, like the support poles, and it electrifies him. Yeah. And then he sees a giant clown and, the, and he smiles. He's like, oh, hey, a clown will lift me out of my sorrow after losing my dog but it's the scariest looking clown ever like no one runs from these clowns and they're fucking terrifying everyone assumes they're people dressed as clowns and they do not look like that no they they do not at all yeah it makes me mad yeah there's a lot of (laughs) clown love in this movie unjustified um but so he shoots him with a toy ray gun and we don't see what happens yet. He just turns a shade of pink at this point. We don't see what happens. But we're going to find very, out very soon what happens when you get shot with these toys. They're not toys, Jen. They're dangerous weapons oh, from a space-faring yeah. technology-advanced race of You clowns. have to yeah, pretend they are always, or imagine they're always loaded. There's always cotton candy in that gun. Right. And listen, <laughs> even though it's a Ruger, there is one in the chamber. That's what I learned from Tiger King. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So now we're at our police station, and we see our asshole cop from the beginning, and he's bringing in two local emo punks from the local college. Can I just say this? After movies like Lethal Weapon and stuff like that, it was awesome to see a middle-aged man, like an old man, be the loose cannon cop and the younger (laughs) new cop be like the straight-laced cop. It was amazing. That's way more realistic than uh, you would think. (laughs) Yeah, like young cops are like all like gung-ho, like I want to help people and all that. And older cops are like real burned out. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure that that's true. Yeah, and he is... Super burned out. Yeah, he's getting too old for it, and he's really pissed off about it, too. (laughs) (laughs) He's way too old for this shit. Right, right. But so he's yelling at the kids, and he just hates. He hates his life. He's like the Grinch of cops, except Christmas as kids. Yes. Okay, so now Mike and Debbie pull up to investigate. They're on an invested date. They are on an invested date, and they got blocked (laughs) by an invested gate. So now Nailed they got to invest right. a bang, I guess. Okay, well, I don't want to be invested late to this joke, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Did you guys catch the chief running of the mouth problematic oh, yes. humor yep. stuff? The next oh, thing I wrote was man. he jumps on the car and is pretty racist. <laughs> yeah, he jumps on the car and is culturally insensitive to the people who were here first. <laughs> yes, and that's one of those things with, like, I feel like at this time in the 80s, that was kind of like there were people who would have taken that out of the movie, and this movie was not made by those people, you know? Like, doesn't Uh, seem super out of place, but still should have known better. 
It was right on the cusp of that, right? But I mean, yeah. it's it's 2020, and we still have a team called the Redskins. That's true. So, like, yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff still goes on, unfortunately. Exactly. But and it's like yeah. Deb's only problematic line. That's true. Yeah. All right. So they get to the tent, and he says, "What?" And I have written down some of this dialogue because it was just insane. Saying, "What's the circus tent doing way out here?" Because they all still think this is like a fucking actual circus. Um, <laughs> and so she is saying, "Something is wrong. Do not go up to this tent. This is a crazy circus." is in the middle of a field where the gate was locked. You don't want the, to do this. Yeah. Exactly. Listen to women. And this is a theme that we see in a lot of movies like this is the women know what's up and nobody listens to them. Well, the first time I saw that was in Dr. Giggles. Yep. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, I'm scared. We don't want to go there. Let's just go away. And he goes, well, would you be more scared if I left you here? Or would you be more scared if you came with me? Yep. Which is like, a stupid like he's an asshole he's just gaslighting her to going with him uh-huh. and of course she goes with him because I would be more scared to stay there by myself too although exactly. what I should have done is said let me stay here with the keys mm-hmm. so that when you come back I can have the car running and I would have gone back to the car and left I right. don't like Mike at all also this movie has a really problematic theme of like no one can drive there's like 90 fender benders in this in this movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't like Mike I don't like Mike the character He's just an idiot. So they go into the tent because what else is she going to do? Although I would have just left his ass like Todd said. And so they go in and it's like a fun house. And he's talking about this new wave European circuses and doing this idiot (laughs) circus voice and talking about the freaks in the freak show. And two of the ones he's talking are like talking about the bulimic wonder. Oh, and 50 50. Mm-hmm. The half man, half woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of pretty much everything he mentioned was super problematic. Yeah. They hear like one of the clowns coming or whatever, and they like run into a side room that mm-hmm. has like cotton candy light bulb things, right? Right, right, but right. Yeah. They literally are running from something. They heard a sound. They don't see the clowns just yet, but then they immediately start yelling. Like, what is this place? Like, I know. Shut up. You just ran away from somebody. Why are you yelling so fucking loud? And it does kind of look like the Grinch's circus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the circus that came to Whoville, you know? Because all the yes. colors are really yeah. bright. It's against a black backdrop, you know? it's We see, like, a bunch of, like, a hallway with a bunch of, like, they look like elevator kind of doors. And one of them's green. And so they go down to the other one. And there are, like, clown nose buttons on the wall. And so they push the buttons. And then... And it opens and they get sucked in and they go down into like this huge chamber with the weird electric like lightning ball in the middle, which is like if you ever went yes. to a museum and you put your hand on it, it made your hair stand up, you know? No, it's a- it's actually the uh, core of the Death Star. If uh, the Death Star yeah. was made of the circus people. Ah. Yeah, it actually does sort of look like that scene where Luke and Leia swing across yeah. the other side while they're being chased by stormtroopers. It's mm-hmm. like the same looking shot, except in Star Wars, it doesn't look like it was hand drawn. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's not a lot of orange and red stripes and so they go back into another elevator and she's debbie is starting to realize that they are inside whatever that shooting star thing was that they saw yeah she is smart and knows immediately and mike is like i don't know i know he's like where are we exactly when are the tigers gonna be here (laughs) deb's like we need to get out we need to get the fuck out right now he's like i don't know this could be a fun circus exactly um so now they're in another neon chamber and we see lots of like cotton candy things hanging upside down and it's like cotton candy bats like hanging from rows you know yeah they look like big light bulbs to me yeah except they're pink Mm -hmm. are your light bulbs not hang on one second what why do you have pink light bulbs when you're feeling extra fabulous (laughs) absolutely um okay so now actual 
quotable line from the movie. Debbie says she doesn't believe in UFOs, but if they do exist, we're in one right now. <laughs> yep, that is a line of dialogue from the movie. And then Mike says nobody stores cotton candy like this. Which is technically true, right? It I is mean, true. No one stores it like that. I don't know. That's, I think they, they hang cotton candy from the walls like everywhere in those cotton candy places. No, they oh. don't. They're in little spinny boxes. But no, but they do hang them when they're yeah. done. So yeah, that's a good point. This is the only thing Mike says that is like correct, and he poses it as an incorrect statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because also correct is, hey, my name is Mike, but you don't need to scream that every five minutes to remind us. <laughs> is that towards the movie or is that towards me? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Okay. okay, so now we see a clown coming. Oh, they push aside some of this cotton candy and they see a face inside of it. A, a bloody face. Yeah, I think it's the old man's I think face. So. It's I think supposed so to be the old man's yeah. face. I was looking for this because I'd already done research, but I couldn't catch it. Supposedly there's a smaller cotton candy hanging thing that's supposed to be Pooh Bear, but I choose to believe that did not happen. Pooh Bear's living his best life in a field somewhere. Yeah. Okay, so now um, a clown comes in and he is carrying a cotton candy cocoon and he starts pulling some popcorn levers because he wants a snack. And so then he sees them and he pulls out this toy gun that we'd already seen and he starts trying to shoot them actually i think this is a different gun but they're running out and he's chasing them except he's a big rubber clown so he can't <laughs> so he's slow them. as shit yeah exactly i will say <laughs> they all walk like neil armstrong's first walk on the moon they do yeah, yeah. well because this is a different gravity than they're used to that makes sense to me mike also the implications of this movie is that one ancient species seeded the galaxy with life and that's why the circus is common cultural knowledge intergalactically. Yeah, well, fun fact, this was actually like wow. a huge step forward in clown alien culture. Like they celebrate the day that they rocket landed because <laughs> it was the first step for clowns. Giant leap for clown kind. <laughs> yeah. And they left like, you know how we have the flag on the moon? They left all of those giant footsteps like all over the place <laughs> to mark their territory. They'll be back. Well, and they did leave those in the sheriff's office. They did. So, yeah. 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 That is the thing. It is. Oh, my God. So they get out of the tunnel. He's shooting this giant popcorn gun at them. And some of the popcorn oh, is getting stuck on them. It is. And can I say this really quick? Because it doesn't pay off until later or later when the popcorn in the shower scene thing happens. But that popcorn turns into clowns later on. Yeah. So he shoots them with clown semen right here. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It's not semen. They're fertilized clown eggs. They reproduce like fish. Okay, so they're fertilized clown eggs that he shoots on them. Either way, it's gross, Mikey. That's why he had them in the big popper thing. They were incubating. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm telling All you, right. I made a lot of inferences from their clown culture from this movie. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> We're going to find out that Mikey was secretly a rubber clown the whole time. He's going to rip off his head. His Honestly, mask. with how clumsy he is, that makes sense. He does. So many things falling into place. I'm just scouting out for my clown overlords. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so now they get out of the tunnel, even though they've got ominous popcorn stuck on them, and they run through the woods. And then another clown comes out, and I loved this part because he's like, "Yeah, I got a plan," and he makes a balloon dog that comes to life and gets the oh scent. Oh my god! And starts sniffing their trail. This is when you know the movie's going to be great. No joke. Yeah. Up till this point in the movie, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if this is going to be all right." And the moment they get outside and he makes the balloon animal dog and it goes, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm on board for this I movie. Know. My Let's favorite part it. about this scene is that he pretends the dog's pulling him and like acts like it. Yes. Ugh. 
Yes. So good. It's acting, it's man. It's amazing, Mikey. Yeah. It's awesome. And I think the dog like howls at the moon at one point, too. It's really cute. The clowns are the least problematic part of the movie. <laughs> well, except for a couple of them, but yeah. Um, and so then Debbie and Mike get to their car, and because they don't have a Prius, they know how to start it. And so they back up, and they run over <laughs> some of the clowns, and they almost run over the clown dog, but I'm going to pretend that the clown dog ran away and is hanging with Pooh Bear. We see him later. The clown dog is Fine. Yeah, oh, really? we see him later. He pops back up. Pops. Nice. Well done. <laughs> oh, Mikey. And so Debbie and Mike have driven away, and one of the clowns, like Michael Myers, is sits up, and so we know that these clowns are invincible. <laughs> and so, and he looks at the sign to Crescent Cove. So I guess that's the town they're in. And then he starts slowly walking, and then another clown starts slowly walking. We see like dozens of clowns following, just kind of rubber hobbling. <laughs> oh my god! The best part is that like they're advanced civilization and like the the town is five miles away and like nine people nine clowns are like i guess we'll just walk we're gonna hoof it in our big ass shoes yeah and, and they, they have, have vehicles. a clown car we see them le- yeah look they just wanted to stretch their legs it's been a long yeah. trip you know oh uh, yeah i feel like the clowns are the closest horror movie villains uh, that me and todd would become because like i don't like this <laughs> all of their kills are like well thought out bits that have take a lot oh, of effort yeah. and sometimes pay off <laughs> Yeah, I could just see them in like a writer's room being like, get a clown motorcycle. (laughs) Okay, so meanwhile, Debbie and Mike are in the car and they're arguing about whether to call the police. And Mike is saying nobody will believe us. And Debbie's saying, no, 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 I got a friend in the sheriff's office. He'll believe me. Oh, Um, So they get to the police station. Well, they don't just get to the police station. They drive terribly to the police station. That's true. And then run into the police car. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah, they run to the police car out front. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first fender bender of the movie. Um, All right. So Debbie, they go in and they're saying somebody is dead and they're wrapped in these cotton candy cocoons and that there are a bunch of clowns coming. They go in and they're describing it. And then Mooney hears him. He's like, killer clowns from outer space. I know. I literally wrote (gasps) my notes. He He said the name of the movie. movie. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I wrote it in my notes, too. And did you notice that Dave was sitting on the desk with his junk right in front of the chair where she was describing what was happening? Yeah, he was manspreading all over her. But listen, she was here for it. She did not move That's away. That's true. She, she did not back away. Yeah. Although she could have just said, hey, gross guys, get away from me. I'm moving to another town. Um, Instead, Mike's like, something weird's going on. No, Mike never picks up on it. Mike is an idiot. Mm, he does get a he little bit mad. It. It, we'll get there. But so while they're talking about this, the clowns are coming to a drugstore and they see a giant gorilla outside of this drugstore and the clown with his advanced super intelligence is like, huh, I have an idea. And so he just pretends to be this giant clown, like robot moving, yeah. hiding in plain sight. <laughs> and it works. It does These two work. girls just go into the, the drugstore. Okay, but so back to the police station. Debbie is telling them everything and then old mean Mooney shows up and he's saying there's nothing there. He calls Debbie a tramp, which I do not like. He's a horrible person. Oh, yeah. He's a horrible Mm -hmm. dude. Somebody's hurt that man. Hurt people hurt people. That's true. Oh, yeah. Then he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, definitely. Now, Dave is asking who this friend of hers is. And I think he's jealous of Mike. And this is when we kind of figure out there might be something romantic going on here. And the old man mean cop also doesn't like the ice cream creeps and thinks something's going on with the idiot brothers. Well, yeah. Well, because they're saying it's killer clowns from outer space and the idiot brothers drive a clown ice cream truck. Mm, so they're mm-hmm. like, this is actually sort of makes sense because the officer's like, oh, you're just playing a prank. This is stupid. I, no, I think he says, I recognize you, moron. Yeah. yeah. You hang out with those two idiot brothers. Mm-hmm. And he's right. 
He is right. <laughs> but I think the clown on top of the ice cream truck also connects it. But he also yeah. says ominously, you're not going to make a dummy out of me, winky blinky. Oh, in my God. Classic dummy shadowing. Yeah. Oh, man. Foreshadowing. Dummy, dummy shadowing. shadowing right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay, so now Dave is driving them away and we're at a gazebo and this part was insane oh you mean the puppet attempted rape scene yes there's a Ah, puppet show in a gazebo and a teenager just walks up to it and at first he's not into (laughs) it this is the insane part is that (laughs) this like 30 year old man is walking alone in a park by a gazebo and he's like yeah i'll take in this puppet show by myself yeah Yeah, i'm gonna enjoy this free bit of uh entertainment real quick it's interesting and also be overly critical about it even though i'm by myself (laughs) on a saturday (laughs) so the boy puppet is trying to put the moves on the girl puppet she's not into it and then she disappears and comes back with a giant gun yeah and then shoots boy puppet yeah and then she's like oh teenage boy you like that and points the gun at him then the alien stands up and it's huge i actually sort of liked that reveal because it was like a super tall alien behind a really small little stage for the puppet production but yeah and then the puppet show just kind of dissolves around him too yeah it breaks apart yeah Mm -hmm. and then they shoot him with a ray gun and this is the first time we see what happens when you get shot with a ray gun right which is very bad like i think this was the first cgi which like also included markers so it (laughs) encircles him with like pink and then he turns into one of these cotton candy cocoon things Yes. And so that's what these guns do. And that's what the cotton candy thing is. And then the clown laughs maniacally. As clowns are known to do. Yes, Mikey. Okay. So can I say this about the drugstore clown shenanigans? The drugstore clowns have killed two people yes. in the drugstore. <laughs> and then it thinking. cuts to, yeah. So then it cuts to them just sort of like looking around, like throwing paper towels around, or like looking at like merchandise and throwing it around. They knock over the umbrella. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to the guy who runs the uh, little store there and he's just uh-huh. like giving awesome reaction shots to yeah. them like messing up his store but he gave no reaction shots to them killing people in a store nor <laughs> did he leave that man is a professional like he, he is. is in that store to make his sales and nothing else it's amazing it's all about the merchandise oh yeah so now Dave is driving Debbie and Mike home. And I thought for a minute he was going to drive both of them home, but he's just driving Debbie. Because he knows where she lives. Wanky blanky. Because this is men's work. We have to investigate the murders. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> Before they get out, Dave is talking to Deb in front of Mike about, I still have feelings for you. Like, he has like, <laughs> he has like power moving all over Mike. And Mike does give like a strange look, but he sort of still lets it continue. Like it's... That's what makes me think it was like a first day oh my god i thought it was hilarious but i mean look he's he's open to new experiences yeah. and maybe no. he's just yeah. not super jealous i don't think mike was emotionally invested he's just like this is awkward and weird i can't wait to tell my friends about this <laughs> i can't wait to no. start off a podcast get a laugh line out of this story <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> you two are my ice cream truck friends that's oh, what it is Lord. oh my god we are we, we are the idiot brothers and Jen. <laughs> but Jen, yeah. maybe no. he's just yeah. not super jealous. First date. I don't think Mike was emotionally invested. He's just like, this is awkward and weird. I can't wait to tell my friends about this. <laughs> I can't wait to oh. start off a podcast, get a laugh line out of this story. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you two are my ice cream truck friends. That's oh, what it is. Lord. Oh, my God. We are. We, we are the idiot brothers and Jen. <laughs> but Jen, you're right. They do. Mike and Deb go up to her front door. And Mike is like, 
saying goodnight, more or less. And Deb is saying, no, I'm going to go in here, but then I'm going to follow you guys back up there because we got to figure out what's going on. And Mike is like, right. no, stay home. I don't even want to go. And I was like, finally, exactly. Mikey is the only one talking sense right there because he shouldn't go up there. He should let the cops deal with it and have sex with his girlfriend. Good night. Exactly. This is the one time I really connect with Mike character because one, he doesn't <laughs> want to do this. And then two, he's definitely planning on ghosting her because of her unresolved feelings for her ex. And he's like, I'm just ready for this date to end and my yeah. weekend to go forward without you. Yeah, well, absolutely. But did you notice what Dave said to her? Like, cause he was driving her home and she said, I don't want to go home. And he's saying, I can either take you home or I can take you back to the station and lock you up for safekeeping. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Yes. Yeah. And Mike's like, this is not my, I did not sign up for this. This is <laughs> no wonder you broke up with him. Yeah. Like as much as I don't really like Mike, I don't like Dave either. I mean, but that is like a 1980s version of chivalry. It's, not good it is but i think they played as like he's just trying to protect her i think so too but you're right it's not good after he said that lock you up for safekeeping i wrote in my notes i hate this movie (laughs) 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 i I really don't but it's lines like this that just make it you know all right so now we see a girl in lingerie and i guess she thought somebody else ordered pizza for her but it's a bunch of clowns who get her with so many of these open door shot reveal clown uh, turn into cotton candy cocoon stuff it's insane yeah and i kind of like this but the first one is a girl in like a, a nightie who like is being delivered pizza i thought it was cool though because there's like a clown at the door with a pizza box and then the pizza box opened and it's a clown right and he shoots her <laughs> i thought that was great and it reminded me of the part in gremlins where we see just kind of all like whatever crazy 80s yes. idea they could think yeah. of you know so i kind of enjoyed this part or like what kind of sets do we have left over you know what can we throw together <laughs> some of these scenes are scary well we're gonna get to the one that does scare me so when we see somebody who gets candy delivered and thinks that her husband finally loves her and thought enough about her to give her a gift, but no, it's, but no. it's cotton candy. Yeah. Okay, we did this a little out of order, but this is when they're dropping Debbie off. These these scenes are interspliced at the whole movie of these clowns killing yeah, people. Yeah, it's just showing the clowns got to town and what's going on with the clowns in town. Yeah. The clowns in town, yep. they sure do get around. The clowns are back um, in town. <laughs> the clowns are back in town. Oh, when I started. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so the clowns are still wrecking the drugstore and they find some shaving cream and they sneeze into powder um and now dave and mike are going to investigate and they're back in the woods but the tent is now gone although there is a gigantic hole in the ground yeah (laughs) yeah and dave being the reasonable police officer he is it's not like this is a giant hole here this is odd he's like you're under arrest exactly (laughs) i almost wanted dave to be like you're under arrest for banging my ex-girlfriend Mm-hmm. That's what it exactly. Like. He just seemed like he was looking for a reason to arrest him. I like the whole t- like when he was dropping Deb off. He was like, "Deb, this guy's just gonna shoot me out." In the woods. <laughs> I mean, you think he probably wanted to, you know? Yeah. All right, so now we got our motorcycle clown. Oh my god, <laughs> this part was insane. So he clowns up to a motorcycle gang, and he's on his like yeah. clown cycle. It's like a clown cycle. Yeah, it's a clown motorcycle. I mean, it's really small, and it's like the tiny clown, and the motorcycle has training. Yeah. Oh, because I mean, you don't want to fall over. Um, And so the like the tallest guy of the motorcycle gang comes up and he's like, what's this baby? And then he goes up to just be an asshole to this clown and destroys 
the clown cycle. Yes, picks it up and like smashes it. Like a real it. dick. First he asks the clown if he could ride it, and the clown shakes his head no. And he's like, well, can I hawk the horn? And the clown shakes his head yes. <laughs> then he picks up the whole motorcycle and smashes it on the ground, and the clown makes a Aww. sad face. Yes. And if I know anything from watching Sons of Anarchy, it's that you don't touch another man's bike, even if that person yeah. is a clown. So this is justified. <laughs> I did love the reaction shots of the other bikers uh-huh. as like their main bikers interacting with the clown. And then when the main biker goes, what, are you going to knock my block off after uh-huh. he's like putting his dukes up? And then he punches his fucking head off. Yeah. And then it shows the other bikers like, what? It's amazing. <laughs> but first, the clown has to jump up into the sky yes. and disappear, put on boxing gloves and land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got to go access his like place where he gets all the stuff he won in the video game. Jen, he, what he did is he stored his boxing gloves in the cloud. Uh, okay. And then he had to jump up to the cloud to get them and then come back down. Yeah. In clown society, the cloud is a literal a cloud. cloud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It makes sense if you think about it, guys. Well, and so he does knock his block off. And I, I kind of like that part. Yeah. When it cuts back to him and he like crumbles to the ground with no head, I was like, oh, that's pretty solid. And that guy deserved <laughs> it because he was a dick. He did all deserve right, so it. So now yeah. we're at Big Burger time and we see some moms there eating with their kids. And this is the part that did really disturb it's me. the scariest scene of the whole uh-huh. movie. Uh-huh. So we see a little girl and she's looking and she sees a big clown out the window and he's just waving and playing oh peekaboo. It's just like it chapter two. It man. actually is. Yeah. And then we cut back to we see her empty chair and we see that he's got a giant mallet behind his back and it's so creepy. Yeah. Um, and so she's like creeping up to the clown because she knows she's not supposed to leave her mom and she's about to go out the door and get clown. Right. And then her mom catches her just as she's walking out the door. But that part was really scary. Like, like, even if the clown was not a giant clown, even if it was just a person, that's terrifying, you know? See, and I think the theme of this scene and, like, the potential here is that this movie could have been really scary if it was all kind of like this scene. And I think that maybe if they had done this movie now and had the technology to make these clowns consistently scary throughout, they could have done this movie and made it scary. But I think the effects are just so goofy that there's no way you could make it scary. Hot take. This is the remake needed for 2020. Well, I've got fun facts about that, actually. Oh, <laughs> my God. Stay Jen. tuned. Okay. So, but the girl is no longer in danger, or at least for now, but no. who knows what happens in this town. Okay. So now, Dave. Dave is driving Mike back to Lover's Lane and he sees all the trash in the cars, but there's nobody there. Right. Oh, and this is when he opens one of the cars and it's got that cotton candy interior stuff. Like, it's insane. Right. Oh, this seems creepy, too. It is mm-hmm. really creepy. Yeah. And he sees those glasses of the person who was in that yeah, car. Yeah, and that they're broken. And so then he's like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I can't arrest this guy for no reason anymore. This scene scared me as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the cotton candy <laughs> car scene? I remember the first time I watched this movie that I was like really scared at this point. I've heard that, that this was a scary movie for people when they watched it as a kid. And I can see that. I mean, there is some scary I can see them watching as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I think if my kids watched it, they would be really scared. Okay. So now Dave finally believes Mike. And he uncuffs him. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, okay, I guess we'll fight this thing together. I think laying the groundwork for the polyamorous relationship that they're going to continue. You know, I honestly thought that Dave thought, listen, I have a gun. Mike doesn't. There's no way Mike survives the night if we fight it together. So let's fight it together. And then I'll take my girlfriend back once. Mike exactly. I'll throw some melty pie yeah. on him. <laughs> some acid pie. Well, if you listen to the dialogue, the only one who really cares about Deb is Dave. Mike does sometimes when she becomes the balloon, but like really at this point, he's like, oh man, these clowns are going to kill everybody. We got to save everybody. Yeah. I just don't think he's super invested in Deb. No, 
he's the one who gets the the ice cream idiots to go chase her down. Yes, but like he, I think he would have done that for probably anybody. Well, I don't know. Maybe her roommates. Her roommates don't exist, guys. We'll get to Unfortunately. it. Okay, so now that they're both on the same team, old asshole cop is at the station, and he's starting to get calls from the clown shenanigans that are going on all over town, but he doesn't believe them. Yeah, and he doesn't answer the phone. Yeah. He literally starts reading a magazine with the fucking phone ringing off the hook. And drinking. Like, he gets his yeah, liquor he's out the worst. and more. Yeah, he, and he's thinking that it's like a prank, and they're trying to get him to retire from the force. Yeah, that everyone in town banded together to start this prank for him. Right. He's so self-centered. Well, he in, is, in, in his defense, the town probably does really hate him. I mean, yeah. But but he's saying, like, you don't need a priest, you need a psychiatrist, and, like, you want to play games, you're messing with the wrong guy. Like, he's just a dick. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, So now we see somebody driving, and a clown pulls up next to him, and it's like the this road race <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, the clown is in an invisible motorcycle, and there's two floating yeah. lights. And, he sees this and car. somebody went behind him and drew it with highlighter onto the yeah. film itself. Yes, and he's running that car off the road like he's banging into it. <laughs> yeah, but it goes off the road. And I have a fun fact about this, but I'll just say it now. Um, did you notice it went off the road and just kind of fell off the side? Yeah. yeah. It was supposed to like shoot off and be like Thelma and Louise badass, but the stunt people forgot to put the things under the wheels that would stop the car. I don't know exactly what it was, but they didn't put the stoppers under the wheels, so it just kind of like <laughs> fell off and like... <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, fuck it, we got to use it. Yeah. I thought exactly. it was realistic because it catches on fire. I mean, I thought it was funny. <laughs> But yeah, it was not intentional. All right, so now Debbie is at home and she's taking a shower. Oh yeah, and this is where you see the popcorn on her and it falls into the ground and then the popcorn starts moving, which yeah. was creepy. insane. Yeah, we, yeah, it's moving around like Terminator Two. And we also noticed that what, she may have been wearing long underwear on this date. Well, I mean, you know, she got to protect herself. It's a first yeah. date. It was a first date. Also, <laughs> I would like to refer to the popcorn as clown row. Clown row. Clown row. And just like regular row, it is crunchy. <laughs> I think maybe Mike told her they were going rafting on this date, and that's why she wanted to wear this long underwear. There you was know? evidence to suggest that they were going rafting on this date. Was- yeah, <laughs> whitewater rafting. She just didn't know whitewater rafting was his like euphemism for sex. Oh. If she had known, she would not have gone out with him. So yeah, now we've got our our popcorn row. Clown row. Clown row. Clown row. Okay. We're seeing the clown row like shaking the hamper. So we know there's something ominous about it. Yeah, because the popcorn climbed into the hamper, right? And it climbed into the uh, the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some of it got in the toilet, too. Um, yes. So now Dave and Mike are making up in the car and Dave is apologizing for handcuffing him for no reason. My girlfriend's dating some loser asshole. <laughs> I know. I guess she goes for laughs, not stability. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And he says that right to his face. Uh-huh. Dude, Dave is like power moving all over everybody in this movie. And, and I'm Mike's just like, yep. Uh, really don't want to date her anymore. I, th- this is called yeah. baggage. Oh. She's all yours, buddy. Right. And then he sings, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. And like <laughs> rolls out of the Dance car. Out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we get clown at a bus stop. And so <laughs> this is the shadow puppet murder scene, right? It, which I yeah. actually thought oh was kind of cool. Oh my God. It's insane. So the clown is at the bus stop and there are a bunch of people there, especially an old lady who's delighted by clowns. And this is when I wrote down, no one is reacting to these clowns like they should be. Be exactly. reacting to these clowns because they are scary as fuck and i literally wrote in all caps 
fucking run, you asshats. Because they, they're, they're insane. But so despite having four fingers, he is making some killer shadow puppets. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. The dude's amazing. I know. Shadow puppets are hard, guys. Uh, I try. Like, I'm doing a dog right now. See? But can you do a T-Rex that then also eats people and then puts them in as popcorn into your man purse? I, I can. can. Yeah. I can't do the red glowy eyes. I'm still working on it. Mm. Right. That's the hard part. Mm. That is the hard part of that. Not the eating of the people. The can, glowy eye. Can you do Washington crossing the Potomac and an objectified woman? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like everybody's loving these. And so like what Mikey was just Sarah Todd was saying, like at one point, it's a giant dinosaur with red glowy eyes and it eats all the people. And it like <laughs> like the reverse of that church steeple thing. And so the people yes. all shrink into the clown's hand and then he puts them into the popcorn bag and you can hear them yeah, screaming to feed his babies. It's like a go- a reverse Ghostbusters, you know. It is a reverse Ghostbusters. My favorite yes. part about this scene is Mike and Dave's reaction shot because they're just they watch the whole thing happen for the cop car, and then like Mike's uh-huh. like, "Holy shit, we got to get out of here!" Right. Well, and then Mike tries to run him over, like he steps on the gas <laughs> yes. and starts like weaving the car towards him. Uh-huh. And then this is another time when the clown uploads himself to the cloud and mm-hmm. goes straight up, and then the cop car almost hits the wall, but they make it sound like it hits the wall. It hits the wall think- in air quotes exactly it hits the wall air quotes and mm-hmm. then they start this is like our third or fourth fender bender at this point <laughs> and then dave calls mooney on the radio and mooney answers the radio like delilah after dark talks to callers because he's like one baker five this is mooney speaking it's, it's mooney. like insane <laughs> report some clowns tonight i know he's about to long distance dedication to somebody it's yeah. insane <laughs> he's a big icp fan so that was his request <laughs> that's what it was that's what it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had trouble explaining <laughs> to officer mooney how magnets work <laughs> um, and so dave is telling him it's real and asshole cop still doesn't believe him still thinks he's trying to retire but then he starts to hear screams right well an asshole cop says that dave is a college flunky like the rest of them i'm like that dude's a cop he's graduated college and police academy give him some respect dude well maybe he dropped out of college after debbie dumped him and his only recourse was to join the force because then he knew he would be able to arrest all of her future boyfriends so <laughs> that's what it is he's playing the long game yeah. you know? where's the chief of that's police in all this these two officers are terrible he's coming back monday they actually say that Oh, did they say it? They do say yeah. that, yeah. I think that just he's to like, say- I'll leave a report for the chief of police on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blanky. I think just to let us know that th- this town is actually in capable hands, just not this weekend. <laughs> the weekend <laughs> shift of the cop force is real bad. It's two guys who barely know what they're doing, and one of them hates their life. Exactly. They, they violate civil rights left and right in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really, only Officer Mooney does. Dave's nope. a pretty decent cop. Dave put that guy in cuffs, and then was like, I'm sorry that I violated your civil rights for no reason because you dated my ex. Dave had no choice. That man was dating the love of his life, Mikey. Justified. Give him a pass. (laughs) (laughs) And so now, as the town is getting clowned, we hear the ice cream truck, and it's like squealing away, and the two girls are running after it, and we hear them say on the overhead, or on the PA, forget the girls, they eat too much. 
Yes, they're That's horrible. Terrible. But this is when Mike splits up from Dave. Dave is like, go with them and warn everybody. And uh-huh. then Dave goes, I guess, to the police station, right? To get the state cops involved, I think is what he says. Yes, right? he was going yeah. to get the state police. And then he right. tells Dave, just use the loudspeaker on the uh, ice cream machine to, w- to warn everybody to lock their doors and stay inside. Exactly. When Mike goes up to the three, or the two idiot brothers, he's talking about like having them do this. And the two idiot brothers are like, no, we, you know, this is not what we're going to do tonight. This sounds horrible. And exactly. he's like, well, let's just go get Deb. And Deb's roommates, Wangy mm-hmm. Blanky, who are attractive or whatever. No, he says with big boobs. Yeah. And then Mike goes, yeah, sure. Or whatever. That's why <laughs> yeah. I don't think they really exist. Mike, Mike, he's a good manipulator. Yeah. He just knows how to get them to do what he wants. He knows his audience. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So now we're back at the police station and the phones are going crazy and he's ignoring them all. And then a giant clown walks into the station. And this is the longest, slowest, most drawn out thing. Because it is insane. He's, it's pretty scary. It is a little unsettling just because this clown looks terrifying. Well, and this is when Mooney, I think, says my favorite Mooney line of the whole whole movie and that's well whoopee goddamn to do yeah <laughs> like, okay. such good lines. okay wow yeah i wrote that one down too because that was funny no my favorite moody line is when he's putting the clown in jail and he's like you would get your uh, your Miranda rights, but this is not regular jail. This is Mooney's, Mooney's jail. jail. Mooney's yeah, jail. Absolutely. You ain't got no rights. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> you ain't got no rights. He thinks that <laughs> he's like, I'm going to shoot you right now, you red nosed freak. Um, and he thinks the clown is giving him flowers, and then he gets shot in the face with water. And yes. I thought that was going to be like acid that melted him. Me too, but it wasn't. It was just regular water. No, this yeah. clown's in for like the long game. He oh, is. He's yeah. got a plan, which and I like how this plays out, although it disturbed me. And so he handcuffs him <laughs> and then his hands come off in the handcuffs. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then he walks him back into where the cells are and the two emo kids are still in there. They look scared shitless by the because he's like, <laughs> they're like, we want yeah. a phone call. And then Moody puts the clown up to like put in the cell and they're like. No, no, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. So he like Mr. Gadget arms him his arm out and like smashes Rudy Ru- Mooney's face into the cell bars. Oh no, that's not his arms. What is it? Once Moody gets the clown in the cell, he takes one of those party favors that you would blow and it like unrolls and oh. like shakes or whatever. He mm-hmm. blows that and instead of it turning into like a little shaker at the end, it goes or whatever at the end it like is a hand that grabs moody and chokes him to death and pulls him into the bars moody gets murdered by a party favor in the clown's defense rooney tried to pistol whip the back of the clown's head as he put him in the, the <laughs> into the cell <laughs> i mean yeah. moody did say there were no you have no rights in moody's jail i get <laughs> it Mooney's a little bit of an asshole moody's living in the prison from shawshank redemption <laughs> yes he really is yeah he's mooney hadley Yes. Oh, we see Debbie getting out of the shower. And right. then we see Dave back at the police station. And he notices he knows exactly what, where the clown went because there are giant neon Neil Armstrong footprints. sized footprints in the floor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was the first step for clown kind. Yeah. This movie's so silly. I love it. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. And then he goes into the cell room and there are footprints everywhere, like on the walls and the ceilings, too. So after Mooney gets choked. It cuts to the two emo guys in the the jail with him. (laughs) And they go, they look at the clown and go, so what are you in for? Murdering the cop right in front of you. You saw the whole scene. They're just trying to make jail polite small talk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so at this point, I saw the clown footprints everywhere, and I also noted there are 30 minutes still left in this movie, because I was about ready for this to be done at this point. There's a high-budget <laughs> conclusion to this movie, okay? The the end of this movie, it's 30 minutes of insanity left, but still, I was a little over it. Um, okay, and so he goes in, and he sees a cotton candy cocoon, and he pulls the face back, and I guess we see that it's Mooney, but then an arm falls down from the candy cocoon that's on the wall behind them, yes. too. And so, and then we see the clown is by the desk and he, Dr. Evil style, turns around in his chair slowly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and I, this creeped me out. And he's got Mooney on his lap as a ventriloquist dummy and he's got like the little red circles. Yeah, he's got the circles on his cheeks, the thing on his chin, but it's blood. Yeah. My only question was, where is the clown's hand? Oh, it's bloody when it comes out. That's for sure. Yeah. that's the part that disturbed me first what he says is don't worry dave all we want to do is kill you which is creepy (laughs) and he pulls his bloody hand out and then mooney just falls on the floor dead and that just it just creeped me out i got the impression that mooney was dead that whole time but the clown hand was manipulating yeah exactly and then he just rips it out from his butthole i guess and then you just hear the blooded sound of it like him shaking the blood off his hand it go onto the ground and you know that clown's waited there for like 45 minutes for this to happen just for this bit up on the ceiling waiting for the guy to get here he's like okay now take my place at the desk like these guys have really thought out these scenes yes they have so now the clown gets up and dave starts shooting at him but it doesn't do anything because he's a clown they can't be hurt by regular bullets they can't unless unless you shoot him right in the clown nose which i think was an accident and so that when that happens he turns into a weird green spinning circle and explodes into glitter everywhere (laughs) yeah they they green diamond explode (laughs) into glitter and i guess die question mark yeah i mean do clowns ever really die though i say it that way because i think you see this clown in the last scenes when like there's just like a shitload of clowns around i'm pretty sure you see this specific clown again well we don't know their culture we don't know if there's only like 10 types of popcorn clowns that just get reborn over and over again i don't know identical yeah you're right okay so now ice cream truck is trolling around calling all clowns the brothers are being idiots because they don't believe him the clowns are having a goddamn parade at this point they like are having a parade in town square and they are the idiot brothers are driving around trying to warn people and they run into the parade. So now mm-hmm. ice cream truck gets the fuck out of there. And now yeah. Debbie is out of the shower. So now is when we see that the popcorn has turned into baby clown necks, like like Jack in the Box clown heads. They look and like so, dinosaur birds from the like neck up. They do. This is actually the cloud the the clown tadpole phase. Ah uh, yes. Ah yeah yeah. Well, and so they're jumping out and they're like they've got giant teeth because they also kind of look like Venus clown fly traps um Mm -hmm. and so she's like one of them comes out of the toilet and is trying to attack her and she falls into the bathtub and then quick thinking gets the shower nozzle and like shower nozzles it into the into its mouth and that's how she gets away and she wraps the shower curtain around her and gets out because she's a woman of action this is actually the, the toughest time in a clown's young life because the, the, <laughs> the clown tadpoles have to eat and then crawl back to the circus tent to become full adult clowns. And most of them get picked up by birds on the oh way back. Have oh you guys seen that cars. turtle thing? It's so sad. Because I know what you're talking about. The little baby turtles <laughs> who have to get from their egg hatchery to the water with all these asshole seagulls trying to like grab them it's so sad mm-hmm. and the this cutest. is just like that but mike and dave are the seagulls <laughs> <laughs> and the the little cute turtles are terrible gross 
clowns on penises. But she gets hairspray and like sprays down the the ones that are in the laundry basket and the, the mm-hmm. sink, I think, or the medicine cabinet, right? Yeah. And so we think she's safe. Yay. And we hear Mike at the door. So now we know she's safe, but not so fast. It's a clown using Mike's voice. Yeah. Which is weird. Another Terminator 2 reference. I understand, Jen, that you think Terminator 2 ripped off killer clowns from outer space. I get it. I don't personally agree, but I understand that you think that Terminator 2 is just a scene for scene ripoff of this movie, but you're going to have to let it go, Jen. But well done. A well done scene for scene ripoff. But so she goes to the window and she's going to jump out the window and we see the clowns waiting there with that little like trampoline thing, which I thought yeah. was a nice little Oh my little God, touch. that was hilarious. That was so funny. Yeah. Well, she goes back into the living room and the the clown picks her up and then throws her onto the couch. And then eventually she ends up in a yellow balloon. Right. She gets shot with a different gun that doesn't turn her into cotton candy. It turns her into yellow balloon, allowing her to be rescuable for later in the movie. That is the damsel in distress balloon. It's like a helium balloon, too. So the clown carries her out to his clown car and ties it on the back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, And they, (laughs) of course, uh, it's basic (laughs) clown 101. So and Mike gets there and sees them attack it to the back of the clown car and they drive away so mike knows that they got they got her and i think she sees mike too so the ice cream truck is hot on the tail of this clown car and then they pass by dave while he was just sitting there for some reason well he's i mean he's been in touch with his ex-girlfriend and he's got some alone time so he's going to use it to his you, you know, know to you fulfill know, he's, some he's, needs mikey he's jerking it in the car is what i'm implying Oh my god! Oh, oh and yeah. he also called the state. He called the state police at the police station. He yes. did. So help is on Absolutely. the way. But so now Dave is following them, and ice cream truck stops short or something, and so Dave rear ends the ice cream truck with his police car. Oh yeah, because no one in this movie can drive. Yeah, this is really just to get them all in the ice cream truck. It's important to realize that they were chasing a go kart sized clown car. It's it's kind of like a Prius if a Prius were a clown car. What do you have against Priuses? Hey, I love Priuses. I had one. For for a while, but it fucked up my cell phone because I forgot that my cell phone was on top of it. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it didn't do anything to your cell phone then, Jen. <laughs> supposed to be a smart car. Exactly. <laughs> Am I supposed to remember everything? Okay, so now... They're saying, hmm, if you were a clown, where would you hide? I know in the amusement park that ju- that we just found out exists and that we happen <laughs> yeah. to be driving yeah. to right now. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of this whole movie is because two teenagers stumbled blindly into their spaceship. They reparked it at an amusement park off screen. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Absolutely. Well, so clown car pulls up and there's a security guard there and he's saying, hey, you guys, this thing's closed. You got to leave. And so one clown gets out and then all of the clowns like clown style get out of this clown car. And then they throw a bunch of pies at this guy and he just kind of stands they there. They take pies take- out and the security guard's like, what, you're going to throw those pies at me? I'm not even hungry. And then they throw <laughs> the pies at him like over and over. And he's just like, oh, OK, well, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> he dies yeah. dramatically like Terminator 2. He, he literally just takes it and then apparently it, those are pies or acid yeah yeah and they yeah. melt him down because later mm-hmm. we're gonna see his bone his skeleton sticking out the clowns go into the fun house but the short one puts a cherry on top of his yes melted pie body and <laughs> clown culture that's their that's actually how grave sites work it's just a cherry with the, with the name <laughs> there's in no memorandum. headstone it's just a cherry <laughs> 
I love it. So now ice cream truck is there and they all get out and they see the giant like acid ice cream skeleton pile. Now they are in the speculation zone, I wrote, because they're talking about all the different things that this possibly could be. Like maybe they're from a dying planet. Maybe they're just cruising through the galaxy because they're hungry. Right. Trying to figure out what these things are. And Dave finally tells them. Yeah, so much like the cult podcast, they are in the speculation zone. They are. Yeah. Hey, cult podcast. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so they're saying, how do we communicate? Because the clowns the whole time just say, they sound like the Ewoks they from do. Star Wars. They, they, do. Mm-hmm. they do. But they yeah. have an understanding of human language because they mimic our sound. And when they puppet our dead bodies, they know what to say. Right. We at least know one of them can do a killer Mike impression. Not the rapper killer Mike. Uh, the actor in this movie, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> who this clown does a killer impression of. All right. So Dave tells him to shut the fuck up because we are in yes. the layer of these things that are trying to kill us. And he says you got to shoot him in the nose, too. So now we know everybody knows how to kill him. They go into a weird chamber that looks like it's out of Clown Whoville. And it's got like triangles and striped poles and lots of mist. And one of the idiot brothers hits the giant red button and like it sets off a mist and honk trap or something that doesn't actually do (laughs) anything. Okay, so I did love this scene because the cop Dave is like, idiot brothers, stay with us. Don't fuck off. We need to stick together. And they're like, fine, we'll stay together. And then they open that door. And I guess there's a trap door below the dry ice. (laughs) And they just fall through it into a ball pit. Mm -hmm. And then the cop turns around. He's like, I literally just told them this. Where are they? What is happening? Yeah, he's like, these are your friends. No wonder she's going to Yeah, but they, he quickly gets over. He's like, whatever. I don't like them anyway. Let's go. And so what we find out happens to them is that they fall into this ball pit and there are two lady clowns waiting for them. Yes. Are you guys Deb's roommates? No, idiots. And the next time we see them, I thought for a second they were dressed as clowns the next time we see them, but they're not. No, they just have huge clown kiss marks on their face and their clothes because they had sex with those clowns yeah man it was crazy crazy with a k that's (laughs) that's the movie the listeners wanted us to watch guys now granted it was on my list (laughs) that's true this was the first movie you actually suggested when we got onto the podcast too because i asked oh my god that's right mikey (laughs) i forgot about that i said what kind of b movies you want to watch so they get to the cotton candy room. And so they're looking for the yellow balloon that has Debbie in it. And so they hide and a clown very slowly walks around and like starts like squeezing the cotton candy and knocking on it and smelling it. And then he takes a silly oh, straw. Oh, and then he sticks a crazy straw into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I guess drinks the blood out yeah, of it, yes. question mark? And then the best yeah. part is that this shot is like two minutes long. And like you watch the blood go all the way up this crazy, crazy straw to, yeah. the, to the clown's mouth. <laughs> but so then he wanders away and they find the yellow balloon and Debbie is still alive in there. And so Dave shoots the balloon open because he's kind of a loose cannon. And it works. Yeah. Did you guys notice that Mike is on the other side of the balloon? I think <laughs> Dave was trying to free his ex-girlfriend and kill her new boyfriend in one shot. I think so, too. And he got one out of two, you know, and he was yeah, probably he like, almost got Mike. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so he funny. got one of the things that he was going for. So, you know, and did you notice yeah. Dave hugs her? When she falls out of yes. the balloon. Mm-hmm. So now they're about to run upstairs, but Dave says there might still be people alive in here and we should try to save them. And everybody else is like, fuck it. Now let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, they just leave. <laughs> because now more clowns are running after They him. start getting chased. I do think Dave would have tried to help if they weren't now being chased away. I think so Yeah, too. by a bunch of clowns. Yeah. So now they get to a giant pole and the boys are too scared to do it, but Debbie jumps down into the pole 
because she's a Debbie of action. And then Mike does. She and then is. Dave shoots one and jumps. And then there's like a Sherlock monster at the bottom of the pole. But they get off at the right floor, I guess. Yeah. And then run away. Mm-hmm. This is the design of a spaceship. Yeah. But also like a funhouse because they run through these like tunnel arch things that just are shaking. And it's like it's <laughs> like they just rented oh a funhouse or a bouncy house. Dude, then they run to a big door. And they're like, open the door. We got to go through the door. And then he opens the door and there's three other doors. And I like how every time they open the door, he's like, it's a smaller door. Yeah. (laughs) And they give the same reaction every time. It's hilarious. (laughs) Well, so they finally get through it and then they lock it. Um, And now they're in a giant weird room and there are lots of clowns with clown weapons. And I think at this point, Debbie like visibly rolls her eyes. I was like, yes, I feel you, Debbie. (laughs) We're still She's not like, out of this Oh, my thing. God. Um, and so now they're in this weird giant room with the clowns and they've got like golf, like clown golf clubs and clown like bats and like clown, like the Flintstones thing. Which is so thing. bizarre. It is because very they have bizarre. Like yes, laser bizarre. weapons for the whole film until now. Well, these are the clowns. Yeah, they have laser technology, but now they're using clubs. Here's the thing. They've actually stumbled into the clown fight club. So now they're <laughs> climbing up to the top of this like pyramid it almost looks kind of like a birthday cake or something so they get to the top and they're like stuck and then never to fear the ice cream truck smashes through the wall and because of a spaceship yeah of the spaceship and it's got the big clown on top and the idiot brothers are on the pa commanding the clowns to stop and it actually works oh my god it just confuses the clowns i think and they're like what the fuck and while they're doing the what the fuck this is when the three of them get away yes they run back to the truck then we see clownzilla is descending from the ceiling with very visible strings on him and I thought for a minute it was going to be like a marionette or something but then I thought it was a marionette but no they just couldn't take the strings out because then when we when he sees him moving the strings are all gone (laughs) and so then clownzilla comes over and like Hulk smashes the ice cream truck and he picks it up and he throws it and it explodes and he says well the first debbie and mike and the cop got out and the ice cream people they're still in there the they're like truck. it's yeah. rented <laughs> and then we thought they were dead which was i was like okay so they're dead that's fine yeah they went out like heroes they redeemed themselves yeah yeah right but so now clownzilla is after them now um, and so now dave is gonna jeff goldblum himself and he's gonna run out yes, and shoot this clownzilla is. and let mike and debbie run away dave is shooting <sighs> at yeah. him and then mike and debbie are out and they notice the tent is glowing and one of the and it's starting to like pull out of the ground. And as that's happening, yes. Dave is shooting, but he's out of bullets. And Clownzilla picks him up like uh, King Kong. <laughs> and then it looks like an action figure. It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> and oh my god! And the thing, like we see from the outside, that's like a giant yellow top, and it's like levitating out of the ground. And all of the cops that the backup is there, and they're all watching this. They're, it's the state police, yeah, right. And so then from inside, Dave has he can't shoot anymore, but he does think of a master plan of taking the pin from his badge. This right here is why when you get kicked off the force, they ask for both your badge and the gun. Exactly. They know that they're both equally dangerous. Yeah. Because he takes like the safety pin on the back of it and pops Clonosaurus Rex's nose or whatever. And then he dies. And so then the whole thing starts spinning. And like what happened to the clowns when he got shot on the nose, it all turns into like a big green circle and glitter and then fireworks. So it's actually pretty cool if you're watching it from the ground. Yeah, and the spaceship blows up. Yeah. yeah, and it becomes just fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sad because Dave's gone. Dave and like most of the townspeople. Exactly. There are still yeah. so many people on the ship. <laughs> like hundreds of people were are dead. Yeah. Yes. Well, 
And so then um, the clown car drops from the sky. Surprise, surprise. Dave gets out and he's okay. He's daved and confused. Yes. He's daved and confused. Nice. (laughs) And so Mike and Debbie both go up and give him a hug like they are all three dating together. Yes. (laughs) Oh, and the idiot brothers are in there too. And turns out they hid in the freezer of the ice cream truck. And I wrote again, I Just like Indiana Jones in the worst Indiana Jones movie. Does that happen? Yes, he escapes a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. Oh, and so it's raining confetti, and Dave has his hands on Debbie's shoulders, like and he's the one kissing her in the back of the head. Yes. Her in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. yes, and then yay, we're all happy. But then they all get hit with pie or ice yeah. cream or something, and then it's you know, and then freeze frame, and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Roll yeah. credits. Oh yeah, it's a wild ride. So okay, having seen the movie, having talked about the movie. What do you guys think? Mikey, give me some final thoughts. This is a movie that's really needed for times like this. <laughs> I still think it, it, it's like so ridiculous. It yes. still holds up. Yeah. And like surprisingly high budget effects for this kind of movie. Yeah. So for me, I love this movie. I will agree it's problematic. It's, there's some problematic parts. It's not awesome. But I love that these three idiot brothers came up with this crazy ass premise and then stuck to it. Because it's so outlandish and so crazy and they're going for it and they know what movie they're making and they are nailing it. And I love that. I think it's so fun because of that. Is it a good movie? Absolutely not. But it's fun to watch because they're going for it and they're getting it. It's so good. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if that's what they were going for or they were going for a real horror movie or like, I don't know what happened. But it's like definitely a cult classic yes. and, and it's, it's yeah i laughed a lot i mean i laughed a lot watching it i yeah, agree I, I, I think everything you're saying is true i tend to not like the so bad it's good movies unless they're just like perfect like reanimator you mean like house two <laughs> yeah i don't know it's got to hit the hit the right spot but like tell me about yeah, it jen yeah, yeah, tell it's me all about, about it. that because they are really going for it and they know <laughs> like everything you're saying is true but the problematic elements are just i can't overlook them enough to like the movie sure you know and i think that's fair i think that's very yeah. fair yeah but i mean i think for a b i mean it's a great b movie yes it is all right so let's do box office box office let me just be very upfront about this from jump street on box office i couldn't find anything reputable <laughs> about box office so just know that all of this is suspect the best information i have is on the budget for the movie and that comes from wikipedia and wikipedia is not great for that so what do you think the budget for this movie was it's got to be high in like 80s money like nine ten million dollars i'm what gonna do you say five hundred thousand <laughs> wow that's a pretty drastic difference <laughs> uh the budget was 1.8 million dollars which in 88 is not a cheap movie it's not right. a cheap movie it's not a very expensive movie it's not like back to the future money or anything but it's not like super cheap right so i could not find any reliable information for uh, what it made at the box office, right? So the information I did find was on a website called WorldwideBoxOffice.com. It doesn't look very reputable, and the information it's giving me is insane, and I hope it's not true. So what do you think this website <laughs> says the box office numbers were for it? Can you hear the air quotes, listeners, around yeah, website? Yeah, I just want, I want to be clear that if this is true, it's insane. Go ahead. What, what's your guess? $15 million. Okay. $50 million. Okay, so domestic, it says, is $15.6 million dollars which means all right i got it and this came out in 1988 
So if it is truly $15.6 million, it did. It was a smash hit. It did better than They Live, which we just did. It did I mean, better than Poltergeist. <gasps> it did It did better than Man from the Snowy River 2. Um, oh. It did better than Stand and Deliver. It is close to Police Academy 5. Like, that's the range it puts it in. And then it says. Oh, Police Academy 5. I can't make it there. That w- That's the year that it swept the Oscars, too. So, But listen, but listen, I mean, this is killer clowns from outer space, you guys. Right. It's saying that it was the 64th top grossing movie of that year. Which is, is it? I need somebody who's older to tell yeah, me what, listeners. The, like, what would the cultural impact I need someone to do a much deeper dive and tell me if this is true because it also says that it made an additional $28 million overseas, leaving it at $43.6 million total that it made. How did it not get a sequel if that's the case? I mean, they, they, I, I know there were talks about a sequel. I don't know if it was made. Jen, it sounds like you have some fun facts. I but do, I, yeah. I just want to put the world's biggest asterisk next to our box office segment here because I do not know if any of that is true. And the only website I could find that information on looks super sketch. So listeners, I know it's made a lot of money on home video. Oh, I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. And maybe this website's accounting for that. I don't know. But listeners, if you want to like do a much deeper dive or if you guys have any firsthand knowledge, please let us know because I would love to know what it really made. And even if you just confirm that this information is true, even as batshit as insane as it is, I want to know. This is the same year that Tequila Sunrise came out action jackson came out what Ernest saves christmas like the top grossing movie this year was rain man and then who framed roger rabbit and then coming to america i love coming to america this came out the same week crocodile dundee 2 came out sorry wow. anyway i like did a lot of research trying to find the true box <laughs> office numbers and i couldn't find anything that seemed at all legitimate so yeah. jen do you have some fun facts for us i do have some fun facts i cannot okay. wait Jen's fun facts. Now with more fun. The original title of this was Killer Clowns. And they added the outer space because they didn't want people to think it was a slasher movie. And this was kind of like, I think it, the book came out in 86. So there was kind of like the slasher clown thing. And so they wanted to let everyone know they were, in fact, from outer space. The most expensive prop, what? which one do you think was the most expensive? I don't know. Everything looks really cheap to me. Maybe the... I don't know, maybe the gun, the popcorn gun, because you actually have, there's like mechanics in that that you have to like load it and be able to shoot it. So like everything else looks like it was pretty cheap. It was the popcorn gun. That was the most expensive. Yeah, because you're like shooting actual popcorn, you know, and they had to like propel the popcorn. Um, Yeah, and it does shoot pretty far. Like it looks pretty legit. Yeah. And there's popcorn like popping on the, on like the gun part. Yeah. I mean, it it gets a little, it gets everywhere. Um, All right. (laughs) The legs of the little balloon dog, they covered them with latex so that they wouldn't pop on the pine needles as it was like walking around <laughs> oh in the God, forest. That's adorable. That I love that balloon dog, man. That I balloon dog too. let me know it was okay to laugh. And this is going to be a fun romp through a clown crazy universe. It was okay. It wasn't too soon. So this was written and directed by the Chiodo brothers. I think I'm saying that correctly. And they, this was the only movie that they have written and directed. No. (laughs) What? Really? They're they're known as a team of special effects designers, which is why they're. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So this was, it's kind of like they just wanted, like they had this idea for clowns and then they kind of just wanted to see what they could do with it. You know, um, they are probably <laughs> How best. How can we make this? Exactly. What do we have left over? <laughs> so they also were, they constructed the whole clownzilla set themselves, but most of the other stuff they just kind of directed. But um, they're known also for the monster effects in the movies Critter, or in the movie Critters. What? Oh. And they also did Large Marge from one of the Pee Wee movies. Oh. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Okay. So the interior of the spaceship, they made it because the budget was so low. Um, they had to make it like Tinker Toy type. So it's basically like a big black warehouse kind of black box kind of thing. And yeah. there's all these neon triangles and poles and stuff. And they could just move them around in different ways to save money, which is why it looks oh, like they're just cool. going through a series of other funhouse stuff, you know? And I mean, it yeah. kind of fits. It doesn't look too out of place. You know? It works. It looks good. That part. It looks, yeah, it's campy and it's silly, but it does work. There are about 40 clowns in the final um, clown climax. And <laughs> um, so two of these masks were actually repurposed for the movie Ernest Scared Stupid. Really? Mm-hmm. Clownzilla was originally supposed to be stop motion when they were designing it. But because of time and money, it ended up being a rubber suit. The original ending was going to be for Dave and the Idiot Brothers to die. But they oh, wanted, wow. okay. yeah, for like the kind of movie it is, they wanted more of an upbeat ending. So they, yeah. No, I, I think it would have worked better if they died. I would have liked it better if they died because I didn't like any of them. But I mean, I don't yeah. think it was bad. It fits with the bonkersness that they just fell out the of the sky. Of yeah. The body count is about 40 like townspeople, which is pretty big for like a horror comedy. You it's know? bigger than like a lot of the Jason and stuff movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talking about the sequel. There has been a sequel in development hell since this movie was released. So, wow. yeah. Okay. So from 88, they've been planning to make a sequel. Because, I mean, I guess like what you were saying, it did pretty well. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. But so the idea for the sequel was that Mike is the old town drunk and he keeps warning them about the killer clowns, but nobody will believe him. <laughs> so maybe I, I guess he's like older yep. asshole cop, you know? So then it started, it started to heat up a little bit around 2012, but then it got postponed. And then I think sci-fi bought the rights at some point and they were going to develop it. They were going to make it into a series in 2016. So they've been kind of trying to talk about how this could happen. But I think, um, when there was that big Disney merger, who did Disney yeah. buy? Fox. Fox. So I think Fox had the rights at the time and were planning to make a sequel. And then when Disney bought them, they canceled like 200 planned properties. And this was <laughs> they one of them. this? Really? They did, Disney yeah. didn't want to be involved with the killer clowns from outer space? Imagine that. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, um. the IP they could have thrown in there would have been cool, you know? <laughs> but it was added to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. In 2018, I think it was like a small part, but then it got its own haunted house in 2019. And so that's kind of like heating back up the love for it and it just came out on netflix too so i think a lot of people yeah, are going to kind of be discovering it, it. right yeah. exactly i think it's on shutter as well but yeah it's i mean it's a camp classic that hasn't really gone anywhere and now it's like i mean maybe the fact that people are rediscovering it again is going to lead to a sequel but you know we'll who see. knows
And those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Jen. Well, you're very welcome. Well, let's knock out that scary scale, even though I think it's going to be pretty easy for us to guess what uh, we're going to give it. Hey, listeners, our scary scale is a ranking of how scared we were when we watched the movie today. It's not the quality of the movie. It's how scary we thought it was. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd. I will give it a one. I don't think it was scary at all. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, a little inappropriate at times, but a fun, really committed, shticky kind of movie. Mikey, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give it a one because uh, the same reasons. <laughs> I think the, the the scene with the little girl was like the scariest part of the film. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was mostly just silly. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a two because of that little girl scene. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was going <laughs> to give it a one, but yeah. And there are a couple of moments where the imagery is disturbing, like the sheriff the, marionette thing. The dummy. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. bothered me a little bit. I mean, it's still mostly just silly. So, <laughs> All right. And that's our scary scale. <laughs> well, all right. Well, this week, the listeners made me watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What are you guys making me watch next week? I'm so excited because next week we are watching Crawl, the alligator movie. And I'm so excited because I love this movie. Mikey, have you seen this? I have seen it. I don't love it as much as you. And I'm still kind of sad that Mikey Month is in there. Oh, well. (laughs) Goodbye, silly movies. We'll see you again sometime. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call Crawl a serious horror movie. No, like it's not. I think Crawl has some really dumb, dumb things. Yeah, but it's also got some really awesome things. I'm excited. And we may have a special guest for that, too. So I'm yeah, really excited. We might. So, guys, make sure you watch Crawl for next week. Now it's come time for us to read a five star review. So while Mikey looks up a five star review, let's talk about how you can get yours read on the podcast. All you got to do is yeah. go to Apple iTunes and leave a five star review and leave like uh, accent or something funny for us to have a little fun with. And Mikey will read your review on the podcast. So, Mikey, do you have one? I do have one. Awesome. Let's do it. Who's it from? Hope Cat. Oh, Oh, awesome. Hey, Hope Cat. She says, an addicting, fun listen. This is a long one, so bear with me. (laughs) Buckle up, buddies. It's a long one. (laughs) I subscribe to to the Horror Virgin after hearing them guest on the Sincast. Oh, But didn't listen until I had gotten caught up with all my other podcasts. Hey, I hear you. I get that. Which, in hindsight, was a mistake. Yeah, it was. Oh, as now I'm playing catch up to all those podcasts I got caught up on. <laughs> this podcast is addicting. Yeah, I was nice. hooked by the chemistry of the cast from about five minutes into episode one, and it only got better from there. As such, I told my horror-loving sister about the podcast, and she loves it. Aww. Todd is the virgin and hates horror movies, which is something I myself relate to. Oh, nice. I, too, am a horror virgin, and I hate jump Yay, scares. Yay, fellow horror virgin. I love it. And basically everything that has to do with horror which makes the premise appealing to me as I have been forced to watch things I don't particularly enjoy oh, amen. Uh, watching by people in my own life. <laughs> Jen's deep dives into analyzing the plot and characters shows me that there are other people out there that do the same thing I do, which is, which if it isn't clear, is overanalyzed and projecting the movies and characters. There are dozens of us! <laughs> Mikey's jokes have helped me laugh when my day's been tough and the patrioticals are the highlight of every episode. Aww. (laughs) Wow. The stories are always off the rails hilarious and the catchphrase, I'm a therapist but not his therapist, gets me every time. (laughs) I got a catchphrase. It's happened. (laughs) And she says, I need a (laughs) t-shirt. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) This podcast has made me laugh, cry, and the perfect mixture of the two combined. So a few things make me do all three, and it's something that kept me coming back for every episode. If you're in the market for a new horror-related podcast, I highly suggest this one. 20 out of 5 stars. You guys nailed it. Oh, wow. Thank you for the laughs and the cries. I look forward to every scare you guys give Todd. Five stars. 
That's an amazing review. Thank you so much, Hope Cat, for that awesome, awesome review. We are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network, so if you could do us a favor, check out some of their great shows like The Halloweenies or The Losers Club or Kyle mm-hmm. Meredith With. Uh, this must be the gig, the assembly, the opus, the opus, fifth, the fifth, fifth dimension. dimension. Yeah, ghost um, echoes, ghost, ghost echoes. echoes. All yeah, of that's those, the newest guys. one. Yeah, awesome. Well, guys, check out those shows. Also, check out their website at consequenceofsound.com. They got a lot of great music and pop culture, movie, TV reviews. It's great. Yeah, I just reviewed Mrs. America, and you should watch Mrs. America because it's so good. So check that out, guys. If you want to follow all of our stuff, go to horrorvirgin.com that's where you can see the rest of Jen's blog and links to the merch store and you can follow us at horror virgin if you want to follow Mikey he's at M Randolph 24 Jen is at Jen with two N's Feratu, and I am at Todd J awesome if you want to help financially support the show please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin we got a lot of great levels oh with a lot of great things a lot of bonus episodes a lot of video content listener requests like this movie was today and every level of the patreon gets to suggest movies and vote on the movies so check that out if you can't financially support the show we completely understand but if you want your daily free content make sure you check out the facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash horror virgin where we have a large awesome horror loving community who's very supportive and just a great, great community, guys. Check it out. They really are. Yeah, I want to emphasize we said horror-loving community, not horror-loving community. (laughs) Wait, what did I say? say, Because that's what I heard. I thought you said horror-loving community. They're called sex workers, Todd. (laughs) Oh, my God. Horror-loving community. (laughs) Yeah, but it is a really great group. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. That's going to be it for us. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd, guys. Oh, sorry. I should do. Have a great week. Bye. Clown nerds. You would have sipped out of that crazy straw, right? Like, I would love to taste somebody if they were wrapped up in cotton candy. Gross. Hell no. That's so gross. I mean, it looks like Kool-Aid. It did look like Kool-Aid. That's what people taste like when they're wrapped in cotton candy and dissolved. Consequence Podcast Network.